0: Racing, RSN 927 is talking trots. Good morning and welcome to Talking Trots here on RSN 927. Joined by Blake Rednett. it's a big night tonight, Bakes. Neither of us are going to be in the Harbour City, unfortunately, but I'll tell you what, we'll be keeping a keen eye on the Miracle Mile, million-dollar race, richest race in Australia for the year, and they've brought together a magnificent field, but a very confusing one, mate. Uh,
1: have they, though? Oh, it's pretty good. It's a solid field. I think you might be going a little OTT, calling it magnificent considering some of the past editions, uh, but...
0: Oh, sorry, it's a, it's a sliding scale, I suppose. Tiger Tower is there, who's won everything. So you've got your best horse in Australasia, it turns up, is that correct? Yes, but uh, maybe a doubt at the mile. You've got uh, the Chariots of Fire winner, Poster Boy, who's taken all before him, four-year-old Bonanza winner already this season as well, Tick? Yeah, four-year-old, yep. Uh, are we rating four-year-olds down? We'll, we'll check out your rating handicap system. So we've also got Chase Auckland, who many would consider the equal best four-year-old, or maybe the best flat-out four-year-old in Australasia. Although turn it up and Postboy would have something to say about that. Maybe ride high if he was fit as well. Spankham's there. It's look. It's a, it is a very very You're good not field. You're going to the tail end. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Hotspot won his way through via the um, Newcastle Mile, obviously, and Alpha so, Rock. Uh, my Alpha Rock there as well. Look, it's a very, very good field. Okay. It, may, it may not be the best Miracle Mole of all time. E, e, are you declaring
1: you're not looking forward to it, Bikes? I think it'll be exciting. I think. What else you, will you be doing? No, I'll be watching oh, it. Absolutely, be watching. but <laughs> but, but you've already up, wrapped. You've already you've already brought up the point that A, it's a bit confusing, and I'm bringing up the point that B, it's not the strongest Miracle Mole we've ever seen. So there's just something about it that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about.
0: We'll rewind the tape soon and see if I declared the best Miracle Mile of all time. And if I haven't, I guess we'll pay out on that result. Not only the Miracle Mile, though. We're going to go through all the major races. There's six Group Ones at Tabcorp Parkman Angle tonight. Do we go chronologically here? We're throwing we we We're throwing it. Run- we, we did this earlier in the week. Okay? We're just throwing it out. We, it's we, our show. In we, the do bin. we do what we want. In the bin. Talking <laughs> trots. It's in the bin. Drivers, runs of the week. Driver of the week. The whole lot. You can... Do you, you want to know, give a quick
1: mention for a trainer that's been flying.
0: Ted Caruana is a man who has caught my eye pretty significantly in recent times. I think he's won seven seven of his last 11 starters have got the job done. Let's go better.
1: Last night, but yes.
0: Uh, Summertime, uh, getting the job done last weekend and also major exclusive during the week in what was a magnificent two-horse race. huge. Um, anyway. We, we had this little discussion before we get stuck in. Will the mm. new ratings based handicapping system that is li- likely likely to be implemented around September 1 mm. will we lose those races where you've got a couple of gun three year olds taking on uh, inferior older horses and drawing away for a ding dong battle like that?
1: I don't think so. I don't know. Well, I don't think anyone really knows. But um, I think, given the way the system works, potentially horses that are really top quality two year olds that just don't win. Vic Bread Super Series and Breeders' Crown but run midfield through all of those semi-finals and finals will not accrue the sort of points that um, will put them up in the ratings so I think they'll still get into some pretty lowly ranked races at three
0: yeah um, fair point uh, New South Wales Oaks will start with no actually we'll go with the trot first I think the the um the Aquagate Trotters Mole. This was the race won by Maldy Time last year before she went on and competed in the Elite Lob. Of course, it was an ill fated trip, largely speaking, over to Scandinavia. But this was the race that really set her alight for that trip to Scandinavia. It's a weaker race this year, it has to be said. Um, But we have got some pretty nice horses there, including Wardan Destroyer, Big Jack Hammer, who's been racing really well, a Group 1 winner in the Dullard Cup, I reckon. Tough Monarch, of course, is the best of the locals. What did you make of this race, and who's going
1: to win? Uh, Yeah, I mean, probably unashamedly, the the Victorian bias is coming through here with Big Jack Hammer. He's obviously uh, improved markedly through the the Inter-Dominion Series and and progressing forward. Anthony Butt drives, I think. Kimra Frenning might be... uh, Is Kimra suspended? No. I
0: think Kimra will be driving, surely.
1: Well, I'm not sure. Maybe that's just yet to change on our screens. Uh, but anyway, regardless of who drives a horse, I'm happy to be with him. But um, obviously, Tough Monarch is class. Water and Destroyer does a good job up in New South Wales. And that's probably the end of the race. Uh,
0: we move on to race three on the program, which is the New South Wales Oaks. John Gibson Memorial, New South Wales Oaks. Now, really, this is a race in two and I think I mentioned earlier in the week, I think the unusual thing here is that there's been no real progression from the Breeders' Crown um, two-year-old fillies races. Our Princess Tiffany was unbelievably good. One of the performances of the day, I reckon, um, last year in the Breeders' Crown, defeating Kualoa, who was very, very brave. Behind them were Enchanted tangoing with Sierra. Two times better we know is a quality filly when she's right. But I feel like not much has changed. What I will say is I reckon Kualoa has improved. But based on what we saw from our Princess Tiffany, she snapped straight back to her very best form um, last weekend in a qualifier for this series and drawn inside Kualoa. Well, I think the money midweek would suggest that our Princess Tiffany's going to be almost impossible to beat. She's been 180 into 140, and Kualoa's been like 230 out to $4. And really, I think that reflects their respective chances. Before you give your assessment, I did speak to the puppet yesterday, Chris Alford, though, and he sort of suggested, look, Kualoa cool, has improved and I reckon we can win the race and he was sort of also saying if they want to drive our Princess Tiffany for one run again and and, and we get in front of her good luck to her trying to run us down
1: yeah I'm not sure that would be the case I think she'll probably find the front Princess Tiffany and um, even if she doesn't under this you know the, the run that she produced last week with otherworldly to, to to round up her rivals the way she did I think there's a really good place bet in this race and that's Miss Drizine she's got good early speed she can probably dictate who and if she hands up to one um, and uh, and I didn't mind her running the heat. So maybe the place bet Miss in, but uh, Princess Tiffany should be winning. Cool, I was a danger, and I take that on board, What Chris Halford saying and respect that, but I would have thought Princess Tiffany would probably just be winning. Yep. Um, race four in the program is
0: the Ladyship Mile. It's the feature mayor's race in the card, and really, I guess, along with the Queen of the Pacific, it's the benchmark mayor's race every year. This is the, the great sprint. The Queen of the Pacific is the great staying test, and... Look, there's been a lot of conjecture during the week. Our dream about me, uh, short price favourite. We know what a gun filly uh, and mare she's been right throughout the journey. Is she racing at her best number one? And will she hold the top from what will essentially be the pole marking draw? These are the critical questions for our dream about me. And on top of that, are Carla's Pixel and Tell Me Tales the only legitimate assassins? Uh,
1: Potential well, assassins. That's a lot of questions to work through there. Oh, I don't. So um, there's three. Yeah, okay. Um, Is she at her best? I don't think so. Will she get crossed? Yes. <laughs> and is there any other chances apart
0: from Carl's Picks on Tell Me Tales?
1: No, Share the road was very good in the qualifier, but I, I doubt she can win the race. It wasn't
0: that hard? you covered off all those questions. Yeah. You, are you going to Tell Me Tales still? Yep. I'm hoping that she can get the job done. Again, speaking to Chris Alford, he was not backward in coming forward saying it's going to be difficult from out there. Mole racing at Menangle... Everybody seems to get their opportunity, but what has to be said is it's the old rubber band theory. You can't get too far back um, or you put yourself in a position that even if they are running along at the head of affairs, you can't run them down. So I think Tell Me Tales has to push forward and, and the puppet has to slot midfield at worst or maybe work onto the breeze or maybe should Dream About Me get crossed. Do you just do you just launch Blast, blast and hope you'll be in front even if you do have to burn a twenty six, well, 25, 26-second first quarter. I don't see
1: any reason why Cherry Stride would hold her out if she crosses, if if Tell Me Tales is first there. That's true, but uh,
0: if there's a few sort of getting in yeah, between course, you, yeah. you're going to have to run a really fast first quarter. I think she's capable of doing that and still winning.
1: True. Would you say that Chris Helve was more confident about Cool lower than Tell Me Tales? Similar prices? Mildly. if I, I'm okay.
0: I'm purely reading his voice over the phone. He d- He didn't. Pick one over the other, but I would say he, he seemed a slightly more bullish okay. about out which I didn't love. Uh, the New South Wales Derby is the fifth race in the card. First leg of the Quaddy. Centenario, again, an interesting situation here. Draws the pole if Crime Rider comes out, as we would expect, as the second emergency in the race, but is vulnerable to being crossed. The puppet, once again, pretty, pretty bullish that they wouldn't be crossed for speed. But Muscle Factory has very good toe. Hard hitter gets out pretty well. Malcolm's Rhythm flew the gate in the qualifier for this series. Max Delight's got any amount of early speed. How many of these are going to chance their arm at the start and can, um, can Centenario hold up early? Because uh, if I, he doesn't, he's in bother.
1: Yeah, I, I, the closer we get to this race, the more confident I am there's near on a moral here, like near on a moral in the race. Um, muscle Factory, the way he came out in the Vic Derby... I, Centenario can't hold him, I don't think, on what I've seen. And if he leads, he's he's basically all but run a track record time from the Breeze last week, Muscle Factory. If he leads, I don't think they can beat him. He. I thought there was a little concern at the mile and a half, but I think he certainly laid that last week. And despite finding one better than him, I think I think this is his race. So maybe You'd... Max Delight comes off the gate, but I'd be surprised if anything else races him.
0: Well, here's some critical things, okay? Let, let, let's say Muscle Factory does lead, and I'm still in the of the opinion that Lauren Tritton actually caught a few napping in the Victoria Derby final and launched, and people didn't expect them mm. to lead. I don't know that it's got mag- like majestic early speed. Certainly
1: the Centenario.
0: No, that's true. There's others in here who might play a role early on. I don't, I don't know, but... Um, drawn right next door as we know no matter which track you're at, it's very hard to cross as well but let, let let's let's play with your theory that it finds the front okay yep uh, yes breezing last week in equal world record time magnificent performance how do you feel
1: about world record i don't like it i think it's ridiculous i'm still going to
0: go with it because it's it's not okay. like the world series of, of baseball i like like just well okay australasian whatever you like you can yep. you can you can play with whatever um, track record sees me out manicas you would like what track record time And despite that, Demon Delight camped on its back, and that last 100 metres, which we feel maybe over 2,400 metres, might be the vulnerable point for Muscle Factory. I know how hard he's worked, Mm. but Demon Delight put him to bed. Yeah. Racing on his back. Something's going to be on his back here, and if it's Centenario on his back...
1: Still got to get a look at them.
0: Yeah. And, And I think the other question about Muscle Factory is, does he has he got the potential to actually sit up and control the race or do you just need to let him run? Because that's a problem for him. If he's if he's out in front and he's running the kind of time he trialled in some unbelievable yeah. time. So is, is he just a bull that oh, I think can, he's going
1: to set the race up for others? I think he'll get a breather at some stage. He might not need much of a breather, but I think he'll get a breather for... 600 metres at some point of the race.
0: I'm confident if he doesn't gulp that Hurricane Harley's the one to beat because I reckon they will <laughs> run. I reckon those two will burn each other up early, even if Muscle Factory gets the top. Mm. Hurricane Harley's quicker than Demon Delight and will be in a similar role as long as he doesn't make a mistake early on. And the ground that he made up down the back last yeah, week, yep. um, if he can save that for straight line speed, I reckon he'll run past him. Bohemia Crystal Free for all. I'm already heavily invested here with, uh, with Buster Brady following the scratching of San Carlo. It's a really good field. You know, there's... How many Inter-Dominion performers here and, 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 uh, and chariots of fire performers can't refuse, went through the Inter-Dominion series? Hale Christian was placed in the chariots of Fly- fire. Hale Christian's an emergency, second emergency.
1: So
0: it's in the still, race, though, isn't it? No, nah, he's still short. Oh, he's still ride. out. He's, he's, had, a short, he's had a short quote. Cash and Flow went through the Inter-Dominion series. Alma's image um, also went through the Inter-Dominion series. Yep. Ashley Loke has uh, placed in the chariots of fire. Our Uncle Sam huge through the Inter-Dominion series. Buster Brady... Close up in the Hunter Cup, Maxi Man, the list goes on and on. Let It Ride was magnificent last week. Major Dan's doing everything wrong at the start in his races. It's a it's a hell of a race when you consider that there's a, an even better group one race for open class horses on the program.
1: Yeah, outstanding race. And I guess in some ways it is a race of unknowns. It is a race of horses that have either been competing over sprint trips or um, have had relatively arduous campaigns. But at the same time, uh, just deep, really deep I think we both agree on this. That Buster Brady's is far too big a price at eight dollars fifty. He should be a near equal favourite based on his Hunter Cup run, based on his Country Cup wins in Victoria, uh, and even his Miracle Mile qualifier. He's he's as good as anything in the race. I reckon the uh, you know
0: people will say this is this is being jingoistic and whatever, but I, I do think the Victorians are very well placed in this race because of their greater propensity to go over middle trips. There's a lot of horses here who I reckon are probably better over short journeys. Buster Brady's a multiple Country Cup winner. I, I I actually think he's the one to beat. I would have, I would consider the two major dangers. Our Uncle Sam, as clearly the major danger, and actually Lowcass, of course, is a, an incredibly progressive or Some people believe that he, he he warranted a spot in the Miracle Mile. Um, are you in pretty much concurrence with that? Yeah. All right. We move forward. We have to. Uh, we Can't go backwards. Uh, no, we can't go backwards. Um, the only sporting event you win by going backwards is. Tug of war. Gainsworth Miracle Mile Group 1
1: Grand Circuit event. Golf, I guess you could argue. How do you go backwards? Well, your score goes backwards to win.
0: Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you're still counting upwards. But yeah, anyway. you are. You get a 66 or 72, <laughs> don't you? Uh, <laughs> well,
1: that's 10 under par. Poster boy is...
0: Um, in an intriguing spot here, because well, Chris Alford is, because the pole-marking draw looks great on paper, and if, it, and if the heavens opened up or there was a sprint lane or whatever, it's a beautiful draw to have. But with all-star runners drawn two and three, Tiger Tara drawn or even him in the mix there, my Alpha Rock wanting to have a lash at the start, it's a, it's, an,
1: it's a draw where you feel he's going to be used up significantly early no matter what happens. Well, I guess you, you can look at it one or two ways. You can look at it one of 15 ways. You can just let him go and make sure you get a soft run and try and do what you did in the chariots or you can burn yourself early and hope to end up in the right spot, I guess. Well, I, I guess you could make the argument... The only problem is if My Alpha
0: Rock's the first one to have a go at you, because you don't... because.
1: In a field of eight, though, you're just expecting you'll probably get back to the last at some stage and need luck.
0: No, I, th- I think the difference between being three poles and four poles in this situation is worth its weight in gold. I think you can win from three poles, you can't win from four poles. Okay. So if you get crossed by My Alpha Rock, I don't think this will happen. Yeah. But if you get crossed by Mayoff a for Rock, and then it hands up to one of the All Star runners, who hands up to another All Star runner, yeah, yeah, you're gone. Course, yeah. Yeah. So I think he's got to be used up a little bit early. But he's got enough natural speed, I reckon, to hold his own. Out of the 15 potential scenarios, which one is the most likely in your mind? I'd, uh,
1: as confusing as the race to me is, is that answer, because I'd, on face value, I'd nearly say it's as, just as likely he might choose to lead all the way, because I don't see anything crossing him for speed. And then, and then the question is. Which one do you really want to hand up to? And I know you're purporting a little bit of a theory that maybe it's similar to the Inter-Dominion where the, the horse that leads is happy to let Tiger Tar go, knowing he'll lead you into the race, whereas if you let a Purden runner go, they may hand up. But at the same time, do you really want a Tiger Tara that's done all that work getting to the breeze to be in front of you when he's a little bit susceptible, susceptible over a mile? So... I'd say as likely as anything in my mind is him trying to lead all the way.
0: I would say, personally, I would say that's almost no chance. I would say there's two two most likely scenarios. One is that he holds his own early, then hands up to probably the fixer, who in turn probably hands up to Chase Auckland.
1: Really? You think they'd let Chase Auckland lead? Yeah. Interesting. They must have a big opinion of him if they're willing to sit on him. I... In a sprint race where they might not be Chase have Auckland?
0: Yeah. I think you'll... They've already said the fixer's is their best chance, and I, I think you'll find the way the fixer has finished off its races off a cold. Why, would you, why the would you fixer want to be win the race with no sprint Uh I'll say no more than to say I think the, I think if the fixer's behind the leader, he's the one to beat in the race. Interesting. With the devastating speed that he does possess, and the fact that they might just be able to break up the field a little bit um, in the concluding stages, and that you've is... talked Chase Auckland down all preparation. Oh, he, apart from the last win, which I thought was workmanlike, he's, I, I i don't think he's hit the high notes, has he? I don't think he's
1: been asked to. I think this is exactly the kind of preparation that I think most people would have, well... Felt
0: around, to me, yeah. Well, look, it, it felt to me, is from listening to Mark Purton, that he was disappointed in the way Chase Auckland went at his first couple of mm. New South Wales runs, so, look, I mean, it could be a grand plan and all the rest, but I i think that it, I don't think Chase Auckland will win the race, personally. Um,
1: in front, he will give plenty to catch.
0: Well, I don't win them in front, that's the problem. Just mm. a different I don't, race. I don't remember the last one. That, uh, They're not uh, running for 146 here, unfortunately. Well, I'll give. I'll just give you a little bit of insight that I don't think that Kevin Pizzuto and Todd McCarthy mm. will be letting a Mark Purden runner in front get the kind of trip <laughs> that it requires to win this race. What
1: well, do you think they'll run in the Miracle Mile? I suspect it's going to be slower than one I'm
0: suspecting now more than ever that it will be a lot quicker than I originally thought. Mm. I originally thought it wouldn't be a fast-run miracle more because of the lack of early speed, but now I reckon the shuffle-up and the pressure... If Tiger Tara doesn't get the front, I think he will be boring it up, whoever is in front. Interesting. And if he does get the front, so much is going to have gone on early yeah. that they're going to have run time, they're going to have run real time, and then you'd reckon that one of the all-star runners will, will then probably go up and try and test Tiger Tara out. Okay, so, so
1: this race is just unfortunately for me it's just horrible like I can't, <laughs> i don't even really want to talk about it anymore because there's so much wrong with everything you're saying and so like, not, not that you're wrong just the the potential scenarios and- uh, well it's, it's it's unpredictable and i think some people love
0: unpredictable racing group one racing grand circuit racing probably should be unpredictable and in that way, it's going to be a magnificent race. But actually, trying to read it is extremely difficult.
1: I'd be willing to throw out the again, throw out the playbook and have an each way bet on my field marshal.
0: Who's the one? Who, well, under this scenario where they go very quickly, potentially, it might he might come into play um, as he did twelve months ago. If you're going to have one bet on the program, who will it be? I, I'm guessing it's not going to be the Miracle Mile. No,
1: <laughs> it's Buster Brady. It has to be. I, yeah, I, I think Muscle Brady, Factory yeah. will win the Derby, but Buster Brady.
0: Buster Brady for me too. That'll round out our. Uh, our preview, I guess, for of the, program. the Miracle Mile. Well, it's the big one. It's the big That's one true. up in Sydney today. Well, west of Sydney at Tabcorp Park, menangle But when we come back from this break, we'll get a little closer to home. There's also a meeting at Tabcorp Park, Melbourne. We've got to get through. The weekend review. The weekend preview. RSN 927
1: is talking trots. All right, we're back with talking trots on this Saturday morning. Warm Saturday morning already here in Melbourne town. We've got to rip through this Melton card bomb because we are running very short of time race one on the card. What are your thoughts? Right
0: short of time so we're talking about the weather. 10, 7, 9 and 1. Franco Tristan, <laughs> I reckon, will be the best value
1: here. One, the
0: critical form race uh, for this event last start and I reckon they're going to go quickly enough early for him to get the job done and I reckon the second and third horses out of that same race the major dangers. Code Bailey will be up on the speed and be hard to beat improved by the run. First up from a break, Casbar kid with the right fortune can also be in the finish and better be the bomb. I reckon it's a great place, but no Apache me, the one I'm willing to risk. 10, 7, nine, one, Bakes. Race 2. Uh, 11, 12, 3 Three and two. The scratching of I'm Sir Blake has really flipped this race on its head. Tin Roof Raider, I think he's flying for uh, for the Iceman, Gavin Lang, at the moment. I've got it on top. Have Divine State, who we know is a very good short course horse as an age-restricted customer. The 22.40 probably sees him out. If he gets a perfect drive, he can be in the finish. Forever and a day might be one of value leads and, and uh, hands up to an appropriate rival. And I'm Shadow sure, Boxer was great chasing home I'm Sir Blake at our at-last start. So, tricky race here, but if you wanted a straight-out bet, make it Tin Roof Raider. 11, 12, 3 and 2. The third... 10, 9, 5, 8. Anywhere you go just has to win, doesn't it? Second up from a break. Just an encouraging performance, just to hit out the pipe opening that he required fresh. Um, 17, 20. You'd probably prefer it was middle trip, but he was a home field winner over the short course at this very venue, so he'll win, you'd imagine. And the three horses you've got to primarily place for second and third in your trifectas are Sovereign Minx, 5, Chriskin Kiosk, 8 who went around last night, and 9, Dynamic Legacy. I ultimately ranked them up 10, 9, 5, and 8. It was banged down a place bet for me there. Race 4 on the card. Uh we've been down in Sovereign Minx of the, the, the symptom. yeah. Uh, I'm going with y- Yar Laurel or Laurel. Yarni or Laurel uh, to win here. I think it's way too short, but it was a super performance I thought uh uh on debut when defeated only by MacDon. He's going around his favourite in the feature juvenile event at Tabcourt Park Menangle tonight. Um Burn off the arm. They had to work really hard. 28 second first quarter. Not easy for a juvenile to do. So, too short, but the likely winner for mine. Stacks here that you're doing a reconnaissance mission on. Leah Sabi was at, uh, well, OK odds winning on debut, and even from the awkward draw, he can play a role here. Nine, you are my sunshine's clearly got ability for Damien Burns. Seven, Aussie battle that won the best race that anything here is contested in the Premier Stakes, so has to be given a chance even from the wide draw. Shaq's in the mix. Night Spirit's interesting because it started at $1.50 on debut. was beaten into third, but there must have been something that Andy Gath or somebody around the place liked about Night Spirit to make it start that short on debut. Um, two, eight, nine, and seven, Yanni Laurel on top. First leg of the quaddie. Nine three seven five. I'm risking Mr. O'Hand here. again. He's ridiculously short in the markets that I've seen. Jellybee Banded, very very good horse. Went for a break, has come back third to poster boy, flashing up. First up from a break, second up from a break. Track record breaking to rank Cup and was making ground all the way to the line. I thought it was a super performance. I think he's got a class edge on these, to be honest. V Rock's got a dazzling turn of speed. And I think Can he gets... lead? V Rock. Yeah, no, no. He's very much magical man. I think they'll just drop mm. straight back with him at the start. But I think the lead will be forward out between o and Special Major repeat after me and Mr. O'Hansey. I think Island Special Major will get crossed by one of the other two. I've thrown in for third, Rishi, who I just think is flying at the moment. He's going to have a hard run again. He always seems to have a hard run but he'll be in the mix somewhere. And then repeat after me's big odds if you reckon he can lead and I reckon he can. And Mr. O'Hansey goes in my quaddies but like I say, way too short for mine. Nine, three, seven, and five in the fifth. Race six. Nine, four, eight, one. I reckon looks like Evans the class factor. You did reference to me yesterday. Didn't she start $31 first up from a break? Well, she did. It was just the wrong price because she was closing hard and finished third behind Mr. O'Hansey and Rishi who go around in a stronger race, a much stronger race that we just referenced earlier in the program. If she can replicate that performance... I think she's the one to beat. She was a class, class mare when she had when she finished her most recent preparation about 12 months ago. Rockabella stars in Carla Clare, leader and behind leader, are obviously going to play roles in this race. And Keyang Ebony Rose has also got the class to be in the finish. I know you don't mind Carla Clare, but I'm sticking with looks like Evan 9481. You'll be surprised that we're going to race seven next. Yeah, unbelievable. 13, 8, 7 and 4. Aleppo Murphy's the best horse in the race. Do I want to keep launching into him at relatively short quotes? no. He hasn't won in his last four starts. I'm going to go with one of yours, Kai Barney. He's just racing an exemplary form at the moment. He's also got his quirks, but I prefer to be on him at a slightly better price than Aleppo Murphy around the 2.8. Variance, I think he'll just roll forward and maybe dominate the race, potentially third up from a break. He's a pretty good horse, Variance. Uh, And no Republics flying at the moment. I know you thought it was the best each-way proposition in a very tricky race. Gentlemen, sir, also not completely out of it, 13.87 and 4.
1: Last leg in the quarter, you get the chance to tip your man.
0: Yeah, Teddy Caruana will be continuing this magnificent recent record. Good. As too will W McGriggan. Nine, seven, eight and five. I'd we'll be throwing K- Katari Matty in the mix somewhere but as well. But let's go, better we'll be making it three from three here. I think he's a pretty progressive horse. He's only had twenty starts and he's got a dazzling turn of speed. He can do various things in his races. Second line draw shouldn't worry him. Nine, seven, eight, five, and two in the penultimate. You've done a dazzling job. Let's get to the last. You doubted me. I don't know why. Eight nine <laughs> six and five. Wingatui ju ran second in one fifty two three behind No Apache. me last time out. He's a newcomer to the claiming scene and I reckon this is the perfect race for him. Our Sir Ivanhoe is the best of the traditional claimers in the race. Christian Major has run 153.8 off his own bat and was close up behind Spankham in exactly that time of Barrella Rat recently, so you couldn't leave him out. There are your three key winning chances and Classy Weston in for fourth, eight, nine, six and five.
1: Alright, we'll just chuck those last six minutes on half speed as we finish off the program. If you want to hear any of that again, have you got a best for us? Uh, I thought it was
0: Pretty eloquent and articulate, to be honest. <laughs> um, in terms of best bets, look, I'll be going. I reckon Franco Tristan, if you're getting $5.50 is a good bet, $6 a about Jillibear Bandit, likewise, and look like heaven, or looks like heaven at $4. So Margley in for a good night, but we'll kick off proceedings with a win on Franco Tristan Bakes.
1: With a second to spare, you've done it, Bon. Enjoy the day. You too, mate. Across Victoria, RSN
0: 927 is talking trots.